everybody. This is Stephanie Ruper. Thank you so much for tuning into the Naked Humanity podcast, where we take a deep dive into and try to understand what it means to be human in the modern world. Today is episode number 53X, and I am responding to a listener question about how to be objective. I think this is so important. I think this is so important. We need to talk about truth and objectivity. Uh, I grew up uh, with somebody very close to me and influential to me saying that A is A. And what he meant by this was the truth is the truth. And he always said this with respect to things that he thought, of course, were true. (laughs) And I, I very early on realized that we all think we're right about everything. Now, we vary in degrees to how adamantly we think we are right, and I personally uh, try very hard to be open-minded and self-corrective and and looking uh, to be corrected, but uh, it's important to bear in mind that each of us has our own experience of us being having access to truth and being objective. And this becomes a really big philosophical problem because then you realize like, well, wait, 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 you know, is is there a truth we can agree upon? And I think in many ways uh, there is uh, because we can test ourselves, we can use logic, we can use science, and we can uh, work together to observe and derive principles that seem to be coherent with others, you know, period. And so I don't think we should ever relinquish the pursuit of truth and relinquish the pursuit of objectivity, uh, but insofar as whether or not I think it's a thing that exists, you know, uh, each of us, are, are we each true or do we each have truth? You know, uh, no, <laughs> no. Are we each right? And no, uh, we're probably all wrong about everything <laughs> uh, to some degree or another. And I, I'm not kidding. You know, I'm, I'm literally not. And even if you uh, do have, say, the right view on something, you probably uh, don't have all the justifiable justifiable reasons why or right reasons why or or what have you. So one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves and our relationships and our communities and for making the world a better place is to strive to be objective, but to understand that we can never be objective. I had a woman on the podcast, I believe she was episode number eight. It was very early on. And she works a lot with uh, biases and is very clear that thinking that you're not biased is one of the biggest and, and worst human biases. <laughs> you know, you, you can't think, you cannot think that you, that you aren't biased because we, we all are. So uh, the point is not necessarily to be objective, but to continually strive uh, to be objective. So um, very quickly, it was a quick question. Somebody said to me in an in Instagram uh, message actually a while ago, and I'm just getting around to it now. I'm sorry. Uh, how can anyone be sure that they are truly thinking for themselves and not being influenced by outside forces? That's a question. How can anyone be sure that they are truly thinking for themselves and not being influenced by outside forces? Well, they can't. That's the simple answer. They can't. You know, you can't be sure. You can't be sure that you're not being influenced. Actually, this, it's impossible. We are all extremely influenced. We are environmentally embedded. You know, we are born into specific contexts. Uh, We are formed by the environments around us. We are so 
networked within them. You know, it's almost impossible to grasp just how much we are. You know, our moods are influenced by the colors around us and uh, by our histories and by people's body language and so many subconscious things, you know, that, that you can hardly even begin to imagine. And then like all of the wiring in, in the human brain. So uh, I just want to what I'm going to do today is instead of talk about the impossibility of being objective, which I think I have made abundantly clear already, uh, I am going to dive into what I think are four important steps to take in the pursuit of being more objective uh, to try to make sure that you are being as objective as possible, which to reiterate, I think is one of the most important things that you can possibly do. So if it sounds boring, please persist. <laughs> Please persist in in, in thinking about uh, these ideas, uh, listening to this podcast, thinking about these ideas, um, mulling them over, uh, because if we are ever going to get ourselves out of all the various messes that we're in, we have to learn how to uh, revise our ideas and learn from each other and, you know, grow together and seek truth together communally. You know, this is how science manages to advance. It works in in communities and we test ideas in, in various countries and labs and uh, work together, check ourselves and check each other uh, to to try to advance our, our understanding of what's going on in the world. And it's it's very important. So, Without further ado, there are four things that I want to talk about today. Um, I've written them down in, in abbreviated form. One, learn humanity. Two, learn self. Three, question self. Four, empathize. Learn humanity, learn self, question self, empathize. Okay. So number one, learn humanity. I think it's important. Uh, this is why this podcast exists. The more you know about how humans work, uh, the more you can understand how the people in your life and how you work. You know, I, I'm, I'm baffled that other people aren't, you know, that not everybody is totally fascinated with and obsessed with this question because for me, understanding human nature is, is key to everything. You know, we are these cultural animals that think and feel things and we evolved in particular ways and we're influenced in particular ways. And if we can get a grip on, on the forces that, make us who we are, you know, that make us experience life the way we do, then we can sort of then move forward, you know, figuring out uh, what to do about it. Uh, at least, at least in my, in my perspective, because here's the thing, humans, we're, we're animals, you know, we're, we're flawed animals. We're not designed to know truth. We have the ability to reason. We have the ability to use logic. We have the ability to talk with other people and try and confirm data, evidence, perspectives, what have you. Uh, but we evolved to uh, climb social hierarchies. You know, we evolved to try to find mates who love us. We evolved to raise children. We evolved to go to war with other human groups. Like we evolved to do all of these things. And so we have biases. One of the most harmful biases that we all have is that uh, we tend to hold a space for complexity and nuance in the views of our own group, but oversimplify the groups or the views of people who are different from us. You know, and we tend to trust people in our own group more than people who are different from us, you know, and uh, so many things like that. You know, we, we fall into groupthink patterns incredibly easily. Um, and we do this even when we're trying not to. 
Yeah. It's so important to remember that we do this even when we're trying not to. And uh, I recently kind of recently did a podcast on postmodernism and I recommend listening to that one. I also did one on power back in, in 34 X and postmodernism was 47 X, I think. And in these episodes, I talk about power and how one of the most revelatory and important philosophical realizations that ever, you know, that's happened in recent years was in the 20th century when Michel Foucault was like, wait, everything we say, all of our words, all of our truths, they are conditioned by power. And they are conditioned by our institutions and our cultures and, and our positionality. You know, we want we want, you know, our, our desires, as subconscious as they are, formulate our, our truths and we lean into truths that protect our group and protect our identity and protect ourselves. And that's that's a really huge problem. Yeah, it doesn't matter who we are, like this is happening, you know, and um, a really big problem. And so learn about biases, you know, Google human biases and buy books on biases and uh, learn about human evolution and uh, the history of our world and thought and find where, you know, find how all of these things may may be influencing you and the people around you are, you know, constantly all the time. And of course, never think that you have all the answers because uh, we don't, you know, and that's an important piece of this, um, but rather keep, just keep learning about it. That's step one. And uh, step two, Learn self. <laughs> uh, this is incredibly important. We are all born in a specific context. And so, you know, people who are Democrats, usually their parents are Democrats. People who are uh, Mormons, typically their parents are Mormons, although this is a church that you know, works hard to uh, do mission work and convert people. So maybe that was the best example. My point being that, like, the vast majority of people end up sharing the beliefs of their parents of their upbringings, of their environments from their early lives. Not always, of course, um, but so much. And this is precisely because we grow up in these life worlds in which these things are true. And we develop sentiments and feelings and inclinations, you know, all these like sort of vague things that are kind of ideas, but maybe not ideas. And then when we hear the idea that resonates with these feelings, we're like, aha, that's it. You know that feeling like, oh, this person put words to something I've never really, I've always thought, but I've never really been able to say. This is like resonance. I think so much about resonance. You know, when we encounter ideas that resonate with something we've encountered before, or something we've believed before, or heard before, or longed for before, we feel resonance and we absorb it immediately. You know, we're like a sponge. We're like, aha, I take that. <laughs> but it's it's important to recognize that if you grew up in a different context, different things would resonate with you, and you would absorb different things very easily you know, in a Christian home, a Jewish home, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like the, it's very clear. Yeah. And it's so hard to escape this. And even when you do radically change parts of your views, you know, say you grow up in a Republican home, you go off to college, you become a Democrat, whatever that, that kind of thing happens. Even when you change your views, there are important pieces that still have that same flavor of resonance, you know? Um, and we have to be aware of that. Or maybe you enjoy being contrarian and part of your personal bias is that you're always contrarian, you know? So step number two is figure out how, how you work. How can you be manipulated? What's really important to you? And when people press on those levers, you know, what happens? Do you get outraged? Do you get uh, upset? Can they manipulate you? What are your longings? 
you know, what do you long for in life? How can that be manipulated? And what are your biases? What are you predisposed to believe? What are you predisposed to hate? Figure that out and then ask yourself, is this really rational? You know? And uh, yeah, a party to that is number three, which is question yourself constantly. Come up against new ideas and don't hate them, but say, wait, you know, can I take a step back from my own context and consider this as objectively as possible? You have to deconstruct your own world and then question it, right? You both, they go together. Deconstruct yourself, figure out everything that's made you who you are, and then move into asking the questions, you know? Oh, do I really have to believe this? Should I really believe this? What evidence is there to the contrary? I am constantly, I honestly, I spend more time reading things that are against my views than with my views because I so much believe that it is through wide ranging engagement uh, that we can fully see perspectives on a question and try to discern as best we can what could be said to be true about it. You know, what could to be said to be an objective position. And this, this step also um, meshes well with step number four, which is empathize with others. You know, learn, practice, strip away your personal, preconceived, whatever. Just set it down for a second and say, okay, that person has an idea that I don't like, but why don't I like it? And why did they like it? You know, there's two important pieces of that question. Why don't I like it? And why do they like it? Is it because of their religious background? Is it because of their a course they took in college? Is it because uh, they uh, have particular thoughts or feelings about being male or female or, or what have you? You know, there's, there's so many different things that go into that influence our beliefs, so many different kinds of longings, so many different kinds of you know, power structures and all that sort of stuff. Identity is huge. Listen to this podcast, you know? Um, and, and I'm constantly saying this, but it's, it's so important. I also did an X episode on political differences early in the 40s, I think. Um, and, and that really delves into this question of what happens when you encounter ideas you don't like. You know, you shouldn't throw them away. You shouldn't argue why they're wrong. You should say, okay, why does this person like this idea? You know, can I set myself aside and, and see why it works for them? And then we can have a conversation together because we're trying to understand one another. You know, and then you sort of come together from opposite ends as opposed to just shooting arrows at each other. I think it's incredibly important. And these are really, I think, four crucial steps to being as objective as you can. Again, we will never be fully objective, but try, you know, learn about humanity and learn about yourself deconstruct yourself, question yourself, and do that in the context of constantly engaging ideas that are different from you, being willing to consider them, setting them aside. It's like empathy with your thoughts and with your feelings. You know, it's just getting in other shoes all of the time. This is growth, and this is uh, honestly as, as close to objective as we can get. So uh, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, let me know if you have any thoughts about these four steps, if you would add to them, if you dislike them, uh, if you have certain ideas about truth, I would love to hear them. I know I have some friends who have some very, very firm ideas about truth. Um, so please do get at me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, at Stephanie Ruper. And if you have a question for this podcast, please, please, please do write in. I love responding to these questions. Uh, you can just shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook or uh, you can submit an anonymous question at stephanieruper.com slash form. And you can get that link in my Instagram profile. Of course, uh, if you would like to drop a review of this podcast, I would be hugely grateful. Uh, that's how we reach more people. 
insofar as, as they may be looking for this kind of uh, conversation and material uh, for better or for worse. Thank you again so much for joining me. I'm Stephanie Rupert, and this has been uh, Naked Humanity, episode number 53X. I will talk to you next week. Thank you.